Welcome to the Starkville State of Mind Podcast. Here is your host, Justin Strawn. Welcome to the Starkville State of Mind Podcast. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Glad to be with you here on a Sunday night if you're listening to it after I record it and get it posted up on SoundCloud or on Monday morning if you're listening to this on your way to work or possibly on your way home from work. Or maybe you listen to it at work. I don't know. So appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Uh, obviously, we've got a lot to talk about this week. With a big series win over the Texas A&M Aggies, things went a little bit differently than they normally do for the Bulldogs. It was much, very much a weekend of pitchers' duels. Mississippi State scores eight runs on the weekend but win two games. They only give up four runs in the contest in the three contests, and they end up winning two of the three games in College Station. We will get to all of that, but before we get to all of that, let's go ahead and tell you about Cherokee Valley Golf Course. They are in Olive Branch, Mississippi. They are in the heart of DeSoto County, just south of Memphis, Tennessee. If you are ever in the area, give them a call, 662-893-4444, or call, look them up online, olivebranchgolf.com. Book yourself a tee time. Go ahead and head out to their world-class facilities, whether it's the golf course itself to play 18 holes, 9 holes, whatever it may be, or if it's simply to just get some practice swings in on some of the best practice facilities here in the Mid-South. Whatever it is that you need for your golfing adventures, make sure that you include Cherokee Valley as part of those plans. So, like I said, give them a call at 662-893-4444 or go to olivebranchgolf.com and book a tee time today. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the show. It's going to probably be a short show. I'm kind of tired, guys. It's been a long weekend. Just real quick, just if any of you are the praying types, I would really appreciate if you prayed for my wife's uh, father. He uh, About a week ago, he had an, a perforated bowel. Uh, my wife has been in Arkansas these past two weekends, and uh, it's you know really taxing on her. She's having a really hard time dealing with it. He's, he's going to be fine, but he's got a long road ahead in terms of just getting back to recovery and back to full health. So if you would just say a little prayer for him, that would be great. His name is Ted, so uh, it would be awesome if you would just say a little prayer for him. Uh, and also for my wife, because like I said, it's just real difficult to deal with. Uh, uh, and especially at this time when school is trying to come down to an end and everything else that's going on in our lives. It just makes for it makes for a crazy weekend, to say the least. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into the show. Like I said at the beginning of the show, Mississippi State does take two out of three games from the Texas A&M Aggies. Mississippi State only uses four pitchers. Uh, Ethan Small was the star of the weekend. He went seven no hit innings on Friday night. He walked a hitter and he hit had a hit batman a hit batsman. Uh, but that was the only two basement runners that he allowed. He started to get up there in pitches, so they went to Jared Leebelt. After he was pulled from the game in the eighth inning and he finished out the game and then the very obviously because of the, the weather issues that they had, they decided to go ahead and just do, they had to do two seven inning games on Saturday on the first game, during the first game, look, JT Ginn pitches as well as you could possibly pitch. He goes six innings of one-run ball. It's hard to do much better than that. You're going to occasionally give up some runs. You just got to be able to score. But Asa Lacey was just as good as JT Ginn, actually a little bit better. And he ends up throwing seven shutout innings. And the one run that Texas A&M gets in the bottom of the sixth ends up being the run that decides the contest. And that was it. And that was the how. That was all that she wrote for the game because of the fact that it was a seven inning game. And then in the second game, Mississippi State jumps out to a three nothing lead early in the early innings. They get an insurance run in the top of the ninth, and they needed that insurance run because the Bulldogs end up giving 
um, up a total of three runs in total. Uh, they actually I'm trying to remember how it went. I think they were. I think they had just given up. Yeah, they just given up. The, uh, Peyton Plumley, who's really starting to develop into a a good option as a third pitcher. Uh, he's going to have some ups and downs. That's just what you expect that from your third pitcher. But for the most part, he's been rock solid ever since he's been inserted into the starting rotation. The only game that he's really had any kind of a hiccup on was the game against the Arkansas Razorbacks when they played them in Fayetteville. But other than that, though, he's been really, really solid for the Bulldogs. You can't ask for much more. I mean, he went six innings, gave up three runs. If he does that consistently every single time that he goes out on a Sunday or during the third game of a series, he's normally going to fare pretty well because most of the time the Bulldogs will be able to hit the third pitcher for the opposing team, and normally that's the case. So, you know, if he can do that every single time, Mr. State's going to be in really good shape. So. So, what do we take away from this series? Well, we take away a couple of things. First and foremost, we need to go ahead and go to the SEC standings. Look, it's getting late in terms of trying to win the SEC West. It's like I said, it's it's getting kind of late there, guys. Uh, Mississippi State is. Uh, hold on, let me look it up. I'm not, they were going to be two games back earlier. I don't know if they're uh, three games back. Let me check it real quick. Okay, they are a total of two games back of Arkansas. Arkansas won two or three games against Kentucky, just like Mississippi State did. So neither team neither team gained any ground on the other. So they're. Like I said, they're, they're two games back of Arkansas. You've only got six games to play. And the problem that Mississippi State has at this point is with it being only six games to play, they've got to make up not just the two games, but to win the tiebreaker to get the better seating in the SEC tournament, they've got to basically win three more games than Arkansas. So if you know, if Arkansas goes four and two, then you can't even do it. You could, you could go six and oh in that and you would technically tie them, but you lose the tie break. So like I said, it's, it's getting really difficult to, to surprise them. At this point, you're kind of just looking to be the third or the fourth seed in the SEC tournament. And here's the reason why I think that's important. Okay. Because this is something I was discussing with people on Twitter earlier today. Mississippi State needs to be in the top four seeds. I think that's a really big deal. You don't want to just completely throw away the SEC tournament. I know it's not the most important thing. You know, all everything should be about getting yourself in best position for your regional, and I agree with that. But you, if you just go two games and out, or just one game and out, if you if you don't play in if you play in that first ser- series games, the five through twelve seeds, those all play a one and done round before they get into the double elimination round if they win it if you win if if you're done in one or two games at the sec tournament you can really throw off your rotation it it really depends on where each team is i think this is a year that mississippi state would like to play at least three or four games in the sec tournament just because the fact they're not hurting in terms of having overworked pitchers so it would be beneficial for them to have at least a, a decent run, but I don't want to go so far out to try to win the tournament that you end up, you know, playing six games in five days or something like that, and you end up overworking your pitching staff for that week while you're there. So that's the one thing that I don't want. Uh, if you, you know, if you go and you're one of the top four seeds, you can play I think four games and win the SEC tournament. If you can do that, then I say do it. It helps your tournament resume. It would solidify Mississippi State as possibly a national seed. So those are all things that are are available to Mississippi State if they end up as one of the top four seeds. And right now, they are tied for the number four overall seed with Ole Miss. Ole Miss had an interesting game today. They end up winning their series. 
They go 2-1 and one against Ole Miss for the first time since 1982, if I'm not mistaken. They beat LSU in Baton Rouge. Uh, they, hadn't won a, they hadn't won a series against the Tigers since that time. But that helps Mississippi State because now LSU is 14-10. and 10. You're a game up on LSU, and you don't have a tiebreaker over them. You've, you're tied with Ole Miss, and you have them on your schedule next week. Now, what would be ideal is if you can at least get into a situation where you're tied with Georgia. Because if you can, if you can go, let's say you go five and one over these next two series, maybe you take two out of three against Ole Miss and go three and zero against South Carolina. If you can do that, then you've got a really good chance of catching up with Georgia. Because I don't think Georgia is going to go six and zero in these last couple of games. Now they did get a sweep this weekend over the. Florida Gators. Florida is really struggling right now. This is kind of the one thing that I've been saying all year long. It's just going to be, it was always going to be a lot easier for the teams in the East, specifically Vanderbilt and Georgia, to win the the outright SEC championship simply because of the fact that they play in the East. I mean, you've got Vanderbilt and Georgia who are 18 and 6 and 16 and 8, and then you've got the next best team is Missouri at 12, 11 and 1. It's just a much easier road to hoe. And if you look in the West, Every team, one through six, is 500 or better in conference play. It's just it was always going to be a lot more difficult. Now, Arkansas could technically still win it, but they've got a little bit more difficult schedule than Vanderbilt. Uh, but like I was saying earlier, you want to try to get to a point where you at least go ahead and beat Ole Miss this weekend, take at least two out of three from them, and then try to catch Georgia and get a tie with them. Georgia has Auburn. On the road this weekend, that's going to be a really pivotal series for Auburn. So it'd be really good if if Auburn could take at least two out of three from that one. It'd be great if they could get. Uh, it'd be great if they get two out of three. They got to win at least one to help Mississippi State out. And then on to end the year, Georgia will travel. I'm sorry, no, they uh, Alabama comes to Georgia. So I don't expect Alabama to give Georgia much of a fight. You really need. Auburn to come through from Mississippi State and take two out of three. Or if they don't take two out of three, if they just win one, Mississippi State's going to have to probably sweep out both Ole Miss and South Carolina. And that's a tall task. Uh, Ole Miss is a good team. They're, they're a very solid team. They're, they're a little bit suspect in their pitching. They can Sometimes they do great, sometimes they don't. But they can hit just as well as Mississippi State can. So that's kind of what you're looking at at this point. You want to try to finish strong. You want to try to finish and get yourself into a position where you're a national seed. And that's what that's the basic that's the main thing that Mississippi State has to be focusing on for the rest of the regular season. They currently have a 15-9 record, which is a really solid SEC record. And they are trying to get one of those top eight national seeds. They are in a great position to do so. When D1Baseball.com put out their most recent projections this past week. They had Mississippi State projected as a four seed. I would expect them to stay right about there. Currently, Mississippi State is number three in the RPI, and they they should have a chance to go up this weekend if they can take two out of three. Even if they just win one, they should hold, hold steady. It's just the way the whole RPI works. I'm not going to go into a lot of details about how the RPI actually works here. But if you win one of two at Ole Miss, now obviously you want to take win that series. You want to win all three games if you can. And we'll talk more about how Mississippi State can do that on Friday's show. But 
if you can win at least one game, you're probably going to hold steady in the RPI. Ole Miss is 17th in the country in RPI. That's a game you need to win. Uh, you need to get at least one of those since it's on the road. And if you can win two, if you can take both of those games uh, on the road from Ole Miss, then you've got a chance to not only be number three in the RPI, but you've got a chance to surpass Vanderbilt and be the number two team in the RPI because Vanderbilt's got some pretty weak competition here at the end of the year. I think they've got Kentucky and Missouri, if I'm not mistaken, for the rest of the season. Let me double check that real quick. They've got Kentucky the last weekend of the regular season, and they have, who do they have next week? Next week, they've got, yeah, Missouri. So I was right. Missouri, they, they play Missouri this coming weekend, and then they will finish the year with Kentucky. So their RPI will probably, it's, it's not going to go down a lot, but it, it's it's not going to go up as much as Mississippi State's could simply because they are playing a better team here at the end of the season. So you want to try to get one of those top eight national seeds. If you get into the top four, then that's going to be really solid. This is why I know a lot of times we talk about midweek games and non-conference games not being that important, but they're only you can really only say that if, you don't lose a bunch of them. The reason that Ole Miss is kind of on the outside looking in in terms of being a host, they probably will be listed as a hosting team whenever they put out the most recent projections. This week, being 17th in the RPI, that would probably be enough to put them in as a host for as of right now. But the reason that Ole Miss isn't being discussed as a national seed, and it would take probably them having to win all six of their last regular season SEC games to get to the point where they can be a national seed because they haven't played well in the non-conference. They they have a 15-9 record, same as Mississippi State's in SEC play, but they've lost eight midweek games, and some of them have been to really bad teams. Some of them have been to good teams. Obviously, they lost to Mississippi State in the Governor's Cup. That was a that's, you know, that's not a bad loss for them, but when they lost to, I think, North Alabama, if I remember correctly, that team, I mean, that's the type of losses that they were suffering. You can afford to have a few of those, maybe two or three, but if you start getting above five out-of-conference losses, midweek losses, that's when your resume starts to really hurt. This is, Ole Miss is very similar to the 2014 Mississippi State team. They had, they're going to end up with a pretty solid SEC record. My guess is they probably have, they end up with 18 wins. I think they're going to, just to give you a little spoiler, I think Mississippi State is going to take two out of three this weekend against the Rebels. But, and then I think they'll probably win two out of, then I think Ole Miss will win two out of three against Tennessee the following weekend. So they end up going three and three. And if that's the case, they're 18 and 12. That was the same record that Mississippi State had in SEC play back in 2014. But Mississippi State had to go to Louisiana Lafayette. Why? Because they played poorly in the non-conference. They, or they didn't play as well as they needed to. They had a bunch of bad non-conference losses on their resume and that hurt them. So that's the problem that, that Ole Miss has. The, you know, like I said, Mississippi State, they just need to get to, if they could get to 18 wins, at worst, go three and three, which I think that is easily doable. You know that should that should be a problem at all with having South Carolina on the schedule and having Ole Miss on the schedule. You, you should be able to go three and three these last two weekends. At worst, you you probably need to go for just be, based on who you're playing. 
you've owned Ole Miss the past three years. You're eleven and two the past thirteen games that you've played them. You should win two out of three. Yes, it's at Oxford, but you should win two out of three. I think Mississippi State is the better team. I think they have better pitching, and I think they have a slightly better offense. Ole Miss is going to hit more home runs, but I think Mississippi State has the, just a more well-rounded offense. So they should be able to, to take two out of three, and we'll get more into how that's going to take place on Friday. But if you win two out of three, and at worst win two out of three against South Carolina, you've got 19, you're 19-11, you're a national seed, you're probably a top-four seed, and you're in really good shape going into the postseason. And then you can just kind of, you know, everything you do in the SEC tournament at that point just kind of becomes gravy. Maybe you can work your way up as the number two, the number three seed. I don't see anybody surpassing UCLA at this point. I could be wrong. Maybe if they just fall apart at the end of the season, but I, I don't see that happening. So you're in a good spot if you're Mississippi State. You're in a really good spot if you're Mississippi State. You've got a chance to finish strong, and you've got a chance to be one of the top four seeds in the country. You've got a really good chance at being at least one of the top eight seeds. Look, as great as it is to be a national seed, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't automatically lock you into anything. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to Omaha. There hasn't been one time, I don't think, since they started doing national seeds that the top eight teams all made it to Omaha. So it doesn't guarantee you going to Omaha, but it just makes the road a lot simpler. Obviously, you get to play the regional at home, and assuming that you win that, then you get to play the super regional at home as well. And it just it makes a much easier path to getting to Omaha at that point. And the higher you go up, once you get to Omaha, the easier the competition should be because you're one of those top three or four seats. So that's what Mississippi State is trying to aim for, and that's what they're trying to accomplish here at the end of the season. Winning two out of three this past weekend against the Texas A&M Maggies keeps that dream alive. They should be able, by winning those two, two of those those two games, you've done what you needed to. You've gone on the road. You've beaten a good team. Texas A&M's, they're, they're not a bad team. I mean, they, they don't hit very well, but they pitch really, really well. And if you didn't believe that going into the series, you got a firsthand experience this past weekend when Mississippi State took them on. And I honestly believe that if Mississippi State had played a full nine-inning game against the Aggies in that second game, I honestly believe they would have won that game because Asa Lacey was up over 100 pitches. He was probably would have come out after the seventh inning had that game remained tied. And uh, at that point, I think Mississippi State could have hit their bullpen because they did a pretty good job of hitting their bullpen or at least making them work and getting a few runs off of them throughout that series. It was just the starters that they had a little bit of a difficult time with. So, like I said, you're in a good shape if you're a Mississippi State fan, and if you're if you're Chris Lamonis, you have to like where your team is. You have to like what they've done. Yeah, they've had some bad performances. They played poorly against LSU, and they played really poorly against Arkansas. That's going to happen from time to time. So I don't expect them to have to worry about that this coming weekend when they take on Ole Miss. Obviously, they're going to be keyed up. They're going to be wanting to win those games. They're going to be locked in and focused in on trying to beat the Rebels because that is obviously one of the most intensive rivalries in all of college, especially in college baseball. So it should be a fun weekend, and we will discuss that entire thing in even more detail as we go into Friday show. Mr. State, they have a little bit of business to take care of this week. They've got to take on the Memphis Tigers. You should win that game. You don't want to start losing non-conference games at this point. You've only lost one all year long. You don't want to start doing it again. You don't want to start getting into bad habits of losing non-conference games uh, this late in the year. So you've got Memphis on, I think it's Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they played Memphis on Wednesday. Uh, it's at Duty Noble Field, 630 on SEC Network Plus. 
You need to take care of business there. Sets you up well for what should be a really good series with Ole Miss. Both teams have won five of their past six SEC games. They're both playing well going into that game, into that series, and it should be a dogfight to say the least. So, uh, but like I said, we will talk more about that on Friday's show. But until that time, appreciate you guys listening. And as always, until next time, hail state.